Fit After 30 show, episode number 25, with my good friend Jen Henderson on what it means to be fit after 40. Check out this three-part mini-series for some absolute golden, implementable tips that you can take away with your own fitness and fat loss journey. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Fit After 30 show, the podcast for those who refuse to accept that they're past it or that their best days are behind them and are ready to demand more from themselves despite some potential new challenges. Aches might be there, your time might be a little limited and your responsibilities are likely through the roof. But ultimately, if you're listening in, I know you're not up for just settling. Welcome in once again as we explore how to excel and balance physique, family and fat loss in this new chapter of your life. I'm your host Sharif Lawton and this is the Fit After 30 show. Boom, yes team, what is happening? Welcome into the Fit After 30 show. I'm your host as always, Mr. Sharif Lawton and I'm joined by an incredible guest, friend and awesome fellow coach of mine, Jen Henderson. Jen, how are you doing today? Good morning, I am very good, very good. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. delighted to be asked to come on and just you know have a really good chat about things and yeah absolutely buzzing to be here awesome team so jen is a good buddy of mine we're in a couple of the same mentorships and we've gotten to know each other over the past few months etc and actually for the last sort of eight weeks i've been in the really fortunate position to be helping jen overlooking training nutrition and all that good stuff so that she could look and feel her very best for an upcoming birthday which safe to say i'm pretty sure that we nailed um I just wanted to basically get Jen on to uh, go over, I guess, some of her um, experiences, her background, why potentially this time was uh, a little bit different in terms of getting in shape, all the different roles and responsibilities that comes with not only being a coach, um, but being a new parent and also just trying to run a a business in general. And I think you're going to get such uh, a lot of takeaways and, and gold from this conversation. Some of it might get a little bit deep. And some of it might be just some tangible tips that you can quickly take away with your own fitness, fat loss, muscle building journey and what have you. But first and foremost, Jen, just give the listeners a little bit of who you are, what you do, who you coach, how you even got into this thing in the first place, just a little bit of a background and then we can go from there. Cool. So my, like I say, my uh, my business, um, I have my business with my partner, um, Emma, and our business is called Body Fit Coaching. We've had this business for around about 10 years I originally was a PE teacher and um, also worked in education as an active schools coordinator. And since I was a little girl, my dreams and aspiration was always to be a PE teacher. And I, that was always, I was really sporty. I Anything that I could play, I played. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that was always my, my, my huge aspiration to be a PE teacher. I went through school, went through university, became a PE teacher. And I absolutely loved what I was doing. But I very quickly realised that I wasn't getting the fulfilment that I really needed from being a teacher. I loved working with pupils and I loved working in the school environment in terms of, you know, what the contribution, all the contributions that I made. And at that point, I was still playing volleyball. I was uh, coaching a lot of volleyball as well. 
And I absolutely loved, you know, doing a lot of coaching as part of, you know, my job in terms of being a PE teacher. But probably after about five years, I, I got a little bit fed up and I'm going to put this as nice as possible. I got fed up with the, the pay that I was being paid for the work that I was doing. So I felt like, you know, I was working 50, 60 hour weeks. I was basically knocking my pan in um, every week and I just didn't eventually feel fulfilled with what I was doing. And I quickly realised that it's all great, you know, getting 12 weeks holiday per year. But if you don't have a lot of, you know, a lot of money left at the end of the month, you know, what are you going to do in those holidays? You know, now don't get me wrong, a teaching salary is a, it, it's a good salary. Um, but, you know, the realistic um, point is that when I was a student, I actually had more disposable income than what I did as a full-time teacher because you suddenly, you know, you become an actual grown-up. You buy your first flat, you get your first decent car, you you then have bills to be paying. Whereas when I was a student, you know, I didn't have all of those expenses. So the money I earned from working and coaching and things, I was able to just use and spend and travel and have a great time. So I kind of realised that actually it's amazing having like a six-week break in the summer, but if you can't get out and travel and experience because you don't have a you know a lot of money, then it's uh, you know it's the fulfillment aspect isn't quite there. And literally one day I was going to a gym, and one of my really good friends had started a boot camp. And at this point, boot camp was quite new. So we're talking, let's be honest, about fifteen years ago, right? And this boot camp was new, and I was going, and I was having a great experience, a great time. And one day he just he needed class cover, and he says to me, Jen, you're a PE teacher, you could cover this class, couldn't you? Totally, you know, not legal let's say <laughs> of course I can of course I can yeah no problem and he's like I'll just make sure I'm in the vicinity so for insurance and all this you know no qualifications in terms of fitness or anything like that yeah yeah obviously I could run a circuit class through you know my PE um, qualifications and all that in terms of knowing what to do ran the class so I actually started running classes for him and uh, I was like oh, this is quite good this is fun and I thought right I should really get my level two here this is like this is actually quite good and then Pretty much that was the creation of not body fit as body fit is now, but the start of my journey into fitness. So I then started um, running classes and then I uh, ran classes in all my different local areas. And then Emma joined the team. We And that was what we did. We ran outdoor classes. And I'm not exaggerating. Over the weekly period, we've seen between two to 300 people between the two of us. Wow. Massive amount of people come in. And that was the, the 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 start of our business as as a unit. And then about ten, like I said, it was about ten years ago we branded as Body Fit. But we'd already been running this fitness, or or I had started this fitness business. I'd been running for two to three years before that, so we were very well established in that area. And then we our then our dream was um, to have a, our own studio. And we looked long and hard and eventually found the kind of house of our dreams. I'm going to say, and we were able to convert the back of the house into a studio. I, I then left my job as a PE teacher. Emma was still working and I very quickly um, became a kind of chock-a-block booked out PT. Emma was working PT as well. And then we, at that point, then launched our online business as well. And that was probably about four years ago now. And yeah, that is kind of where we're at in terms of now. We still have our studio, which is just um, in, over here, if you're watching on video. And um, you know, I'd say that probably 95% of our business is online now. Obviously, we went through the COVID era, and uh, but we still do work with a handful of face-to-face -face clients, and our business still does run our classes, um, which, you know, still makes a big contribution to our local area and community. 
Sorry, that was a big intro, Absolutely but uh... incredible. No, no, so good, so so good. I love that from way back as a P teacher into classes, into one to one, into online. That's awesome. Really, really love that. That's brilliant. Don't don't apologize for the for the long <laughs> intro. It's awesome. Um, fantastic. And let's talk a little bit about kind of like the the stuff in which you've done in the past, purely for body composition and you know getting in shape for for certain things like a holiday or a photo shoot or what have you because I know this the, the short eight-week blast we just did now wasn't like your first rodeo far from and I think my audience is very interested in like body composition outcomes and what have you so talk to me a little bit about some of the approaches that you might have tried in the past maybe rightly or wrongly some of the maybe the pitfalls you went under or you thought that you understood or were told that this was the right way to do things and then we can sort of maybe transition into you know how this time was maybe different maybe more challenging because you've got a ton of roles and responsibilities a ton of plates to spin which potentially before you didn't do and a more I don't know aggressive or crazy protocol might have been uh, you know you know water on the duck's back because like you can just do it and you've got nothing else to worry about so yeah talk to me about like what you've done in the past to get into decent shape photo shoot shape that sort of thing for promos for your business or, or what have you yeah so I've been through many cycles in terms of life and if I was to look back at images from the past 15 years you know I would consider myself as a it's a bit of a, a running joke that well, is up here that when you go to like PE, we say college, it's university, but when you go to PE college, it's like the, the sports person's graveyard. Right. <laughs> it's like you go to uni and uh, suddenly you stop playing sport, you start taking up drinking as a sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life becomes absolutely incredible. I did still play some volleyball and a bit of basketball as well, but um, put it this way, the shape that I am at 40 is not comparable to the shape that I was in at 20. So, you know, I didn't really, I think, have much of a perception of how I looked when I was, say, at university and stuff. I was like, I'm going to say, like, size 12. Um, not, I wouldn't say, you know, um, you'd classify as me as being kind of overweight, but I was de definitely carrying a lot more body fat than what I do now and was, you know, over fat. And I probably didn't really get, a, I'm going to say, a handle on that until I started working um properly in terms of you know being a PE teacher and like a lot of people would think oh you're a PE teacher you should have had a good knowledge on health and nutrition but really I didn't and I'm also vegetarian and I was one of these people who just thought I could out train you know a poor diet mm -hmm. so I didn't really think about you know calories that I was consuming I didn't really think about the quality of food I was consuming I just really thought about the amount the quantity that I was eating so um, if I felt that I had maybe put a little bit of weight on, I would just literally trim food back and I would just push my expenditure right up. And so, you know, I would like, I had like a 25 commute, minute commute then drive in the morning to work. And like, I was like a classic, you know, grab a bit of toast, make a flask of tea, jump in the car and get to work. And then that would do me till like, you know, lunchtime. So maybe like a bit of toast. Then at lunchtime, I would I would, I would, would think I was being, I'm going to say, like, healthy, and I would just get, like, something from, like, you know, the local shop. I would just be, like, you know, a salad box, uh, you know. Um, but again, I, obviously, obviously, as being vegetarian, very little protein, you know, maybe, like, a little bit of cheese in there, or I'd get, like, soup. So, like, calories would just basically get dropped. And, you know, I would go through that stage, you know, and, of course, you know, body fat would come off. But I definitely didn't have, you know, shape. I wasn't training consistently in terms of in the gym. As I mentioned earlier, I was a volleyball player. So I'd be training twice a week. I'd be playing at the weekend. But even now, if I look back at photographs then, again, again, let's say 15 years, I was, even at the weight I'm at now, 
I would have looked entirely, or I did look entirely different, much more body fat, far less muscle mass. And it wasn't until I reckon it was, I I actually had a shoulder operation, which was why when I eventually retired from volleyball, I had a dislocation, had quite a bad, um, bad injury and I had to get a, um, surgery and on that and at that point when I retired from volleyball I decided I was going to do a half marathon because I couldn't go to the gym and when I did go to the gym I would just go in and like you know go on the cross trainer and I would maybe lift a couple do a couple of machine weights and things like that the only time I went to the gym consistently was in pre-season and I had a training program and it was the same training program that I followed for like 10 years it never changed <laughs> in 10 years it was like pyramid training large pyramids, small pyramids, and I could still recite it to you right now because I did it that many times. But then in the off season, or sorry, in the on season of, um, I, I wouldn't go to the gym. Or, or if I did go, I would just go and do cardio and I'd maybe do a couple of little bits, but nothing structured. I was just focused on playing and training in, in, the, in the games hall, let's say. And uh, when I retired because of my shoulder, I decided that, right, I'm going to have to try and keep in shape because I need to move. Because obviously if I'm not moving, I'm not going to stay in shape. That was the way I thought. And I, again, didn't really have, a, I'm going to say, a huge regard in terms of calories, diet. And by, bear in mind, by this time, I'm a qualified PT, yeah? and But, but just running classes, not working with people one-to-one, coaching yeah, them yeah, on yeah. A, kind of any serious level. And I decided I was going to run a half marathon because this was going to keep me in shape. It was going to keep me motivated. And it did. And it did do that. But I didn't look any different. <laughs> by the end of the eight-week training block. I looked exactly the same. I remember I did a nine-mile run one day, and Emma and I went out for a mezzy, a mezzy meal that night, and I must have consumed over 2,000 calories. I, and I thought, that's okay. I can do that well, because I mean, I've yeah. just run nine miles. No worries. Probably, you know, over, over that day, you know, double my calorie consumption <laughs> for the two days. So, you know, that was the kind of mindset that I had. And then I say it must have probably been about six years ago. And by that time, I'm like, say, 34. And at this point, I start getting a real handle on exercise, nutrition, the importance of the balance between them. And that's when I hired my first coach. And I'm saying six years, it was probably more like maybe seven years. But by the by, I hired my first coach and I learned a massive amount from him. He was working in the gym that we trained in. It was a pure gym. Um, and I studied every PT in that gym before I decided who I wanted to work with. Wow. Now, I had come out of a, a shoulder operation and I went in that gym every day when Emma went in. I say every day, maybe five days a week. And I went on a cross trainer and I went on a treadmill and I kept moving. And not one person in that gym, and I'd been in that pure gym since it opened, said to me, hey, what's happened to your shoulder? What, what have you done? And we were there every day, right? So I studied them all whilst they were training their clients and who was on their phone and who was drinking their coffee and who was paying <laughs> attention and who was just counting reps. And there was not one of them I wanted to work with. That is the truth. And then Emma said to me, you're going through this injury. I'm going to just hire who I think is going to be good. So she hired the coach and actually she did amazing and started training with him. She was training with him once one one to one, uh, once a week or twice a week, once or twice a week. And her, cha- her shape just suddenly started to change. So naturally, as soon as I was, you know, maybe 12, no, it was more than like 20 weeks post-op, I then said, right, I'm going to do it too. So I started training with him and again, you know, got into, you know, really good shape. He taught me probably the most important thing he probably taught me was just in terms of calories. Yeah, um, yeah. So simple, very, very simple. He, he, sh- he taught me how to train properly. He taught me to how to train with intensity and I absolutely just loved being pushed 
and I loved training with them. Really, really, really enjoyed it. And I think it was, um, I started training with them about October and by the Christmas time, we decided that we were going to do a photo shoot. And that was when BodyFit was born, actually, the actual brand BodyFit. Um, so this must be, that must be 10 years. Oh, goodness me, I'm getting myself all over the place, backtracking, because it seems like so much has been going has went on in my life. And uh, so that was when body fit was, but what we decided was we were going to brand ourselves because we had our fit camps and we just called it like Fit Camp Dundee, Fit Camp Monifeith, which is like just a town, Fit Camp Arbroath, Fit Camp, and everything was just a fit camp. And uh, we decided that we were going to actually brand as a, as a unit of body fit and body fit was created. So we decided that what we were going to do, um, it was at the time that we were opening the studio and we decided that we need to be in great or we wanted to get into great shape for that for promotional materials etc so emma had actually went through a structured um, bulk with him uh, i never really i just kind of really went in and we basically just got rid of the body fat that i was carrying got myself to a, a, a decent place i would say now i'm for obviously the purpose of people who are listening i'm, I'm quite a small human i'm only like five three and a bit and um, so i'm you know uh, scale weight to me compared to other people is not going to be comparable um but you know i probably lost about seven pounds of body fat which was massive for me and then when i got to that point it, it was like christmas i was like over the moon so so happy and just for the record that is probably like about four or five pounds heavier than what i am right now <laughs> and i was absolutely delighted i thought i was in like well i was i probably was in the best shape i'd ever been in and like you know ever and, uh, you know, I had like visible abs and I was, oh my goodness, like upper abs, you know. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely crazy. And then uh, we just, well, Emma, Emma decided and I agreed that we should do a photo shoot. So we were like, right, okay. So we had a couple of weeks off over Christmas and then it was like the first week in January, we were like, right. So we started a 16 week, um, I'm going to say cut diet to, to get into photo shoot shape. I was ready after 11 weeks. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I was ready. Um, excuse me, I was ready after 11 weeks. Emma wasn't quite, um, but purely because she'd been on like a four-month structured bulk, <laughs> you know. Um, but we had the date set and we went with it and we rocked with it. And it was an incredible experience. It was, it was difficult. The last five weeks was of course, as you can tell, was extremely challenging for me because I had to maintain. And don't get me wrong, although I said I maintain, I still did continue to drop body fat. But I uh, would describe myself by the end of that photo shoot as a large child. Hanging <laughs> yeah, um, off you, right? I've been there. Yeah, like, you know, I think in terms of scale weight, I was about like eight stone five. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was like, I was genuinely like a large child and... um but the images were amazing. You know, we looked great, but it wasn't somewhere that I wanted to stay and it definitely wasn't sustainable. So, you know, kind of post photo shoot, we, I kind of went into a bit of a reverse diet, continued to train really hard and then just gave myself a bit of a buffer. I was like, right, you know, nine to nine, four is kind of where like I would, I will sit. And I sat there probably for a good two years pretty easily, pretty consistently. In that time, I did actually do a bulk, to be honest. So I did actually push up at one point. It wasn't a long bulk. It was maybe only like four months. Um, and also, and then actually completed another two photo shoots thereafter. Um, but, you know, when I wasn't kind of, let's say, bulking or, or cutting, I only really did one, I'm going to say bulk, but we just did a last minute photo shoot the third time round and I just went right. And we just, I did like a an eight week, no, a 10 week blitz. And uh, that was a, that was a, a last minute, 
decision and that was after I had been bulking for like say four months and it wasn't a huge huge bulk but I again if you think about when I did my first photo shoot I was like eight stone five so I was like 10 stone and that was at the end of the bulk let's say and we just came back from a snowboarding holiday and we had an amazing time and then I did like a 10 week cut and I dropped 18 pounds in that 10 weeks that was the one that you and I have spoke about before and that was the hardest one that I did because I'd went from like again 10 stone and then I took like 18 pounds off so what did that take me down to it was like eight stone 10 yeah yeah down to like eight stone 10 and I wasn't happy though when I got the final product I wasn't happy because naturally I wasn't as lean as you know the eight stone five but compared to you know Joe Bloggs Joe Public walking down the street I was still like, you know, in phenomenal shape. Now, don't get me wrong, I had then spent, you know, a good couple of years lifting weights, lifting heavy, great intensity. So the shape was entirely different. And when I look at the photos now, I think, oh my goodness, I look a lot better in that last, that third shoot compared to that first one. Middle one was fine and I looked great as well. The third one looked, I think, for me, I think I look the best in it because I've got more shape and I definitely just didn't lose a lot of muscle tissue, even though it was a kind of short, sharp, severe cut. Um, but, you know, I still, I've always, you know, since I started training uh, and the, the coach I worked with is Vaughn, uh, when I started training with Vaughn, like that was, again, like one of the biggest things was intensity. And I've always continued to train with that intensity, whether it's, you know, as heavy as possible or, you know, if it's, you know, reps, but I've always pushed and pushed and pushed. So like when I started training, you know, when I, when I, you were coaching me, um, Sharif, and uh, I seen like sets, like kind of widowmaker widowmaker sets like 20 reps and stuff i was like yes because oh, it's like just right up my street you know um so and it was great and i uh yeah had a great experience so yeah i've been through i'm going to say i've been through the mill i've uh done probably restrictive eating over exercising and then you know had to really find a place where actually i just need to control my input control my output lift heavy and uh you know the end product will will, will will kind of show itself i'm going to say wicked that's so so good and i think you know on the on the next one we do let's talk more about like the the actual end product how that looks different from where you are in life now compared to where you were before priority standards habits routines different responsibilities are now looking completely different let's let's definitely go there because i want to kind of attach to that next time that we chat however one thing and just to potentially leave you know listeners or viewers with something sort of tangible one uh, aspect or topic or just overall kind of theme in which you've been touching on which I thought was really really good was the fact that okay I might have been x amount of weight or even when I was kind of winging it on my own the weight had come down or the weight had been what I wanted to but actually looking up in the mirror shape wasn't where it needs to be I didn't have the the muscle tissue to structure and I think so many people not just women I know you you train predominantly predominantly ladies but you know I train a lot of guys as well coach them um, the amount of people that with all the best trainings in the world and the understanding of like it's just your relationship with gravity at any one time da, da, da. the actual number on that scale dictates so much self-worth that oftentimes you're missing the forest for the trees or like you've experienced yeah okay the scale says what you quote unquote want it to but the reality is you're not looking the way you now want it to so you mentioned already like the ability to train with intensity right and obviously getting your nutrition right but what would you say to someone who has historically chase the scale rather than the way they actually look and, and maybe been in a position of you like 
yep, I've, I've reached the same scale weight and I'm kind of like a smaller person. And when I move more and restrict overall food intake, like you did at the start, you lost weight. But why was it that you didn't look the way you want to? And what tips would you give to someone who has gone through that cycle, but they're just every time a smaller, same kind of body composition version of themselves rather than, oh shit, I actually got the shape that I now want. Like what's the difference there, would you say? Yeah, I think the biggest difference and the way I always describe it to the ladies I work with is, have you ever been in a position where your scale weight has moved and the, but you still feel wobbly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that might sound like a really simple analogy and they all put their hand up and they'll go, yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah. I guess, you know, that comes down to the short time, the short term mindset, you know, or the short term um, gain, you know, what am I going to get? How much weight can I lose in the shortest time frame possible rather than focus on, you know, how can my body look in six months, in a year's time, in 18 months time? And and again, I know we're going to touch on this in, in future podcasts, but, you know, I'm one year postpartum and I literally said to Emma, you know, I feel like I'm in a really great position now, but Brilliant. wait, and I've just turned 40. I went, but just wait till I'm 41. Yeah. I says, you know, this was just the the the, the push to get me back into consistent training, intensity, focusing on quality nutrition. I was like, I can't wait to see the difference between a picture of me at 40 and a picture of me at 41, because I know that I'm going to look entirely different in a year's time. But I've had to good to really go through the different cycles of over restriction, over exercising, actually doing things right, but realizing that you know I took a good three four years to get to where I was like actually I have got a stable amount of muscle mass. But when people come in and they just want to you know go hard for eight weeks and then they're not happy at the end of it, the nine times out of ten that's because their their training experience hasn't you know like bode them well for that you know because they've not put any type of resistance training in or they've not trained with intensity and they think that, you know, going to yoga three times a week or going to Zumba three times a week. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not disputing that that's not great exercise because lots of the ladies I work with do, but having a form of resistance in there that's going to, you know, preserve lean muscle mass, develop new muscle tissue is key. Never mind, you know, eating enough protein. And I don't know about you, Sharif, but lots of women that come to me and they say, oh, this is a high protein diet. I say, no, this is not high protein. This is adequate protein. You've been under eating on protein for years and years and years. That's why it feels high. But the reality yeah, is it's not high. So this is, yeah. yeah. And that's it. I'm like, this is adequate. I says high would be 50% of your diet. I'm only asking you to eat between 25 and 30%, depending on who they are and where they're at and whatnot. I'm like, you know, it's not high, but you've got this perception in your head that I'm going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger because I'm eating high protein. Oh, I love that. Like, if only, if only. Yeah, I says, oh, goodness, can I have some of that? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know? So it's always that focus on the 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 longer term gain, you know. I mean, people just come in and just look at short term gain, and don't get me wrong, we did an eight week blast there, but that was part of a much bigger picture of yeah. my story and my journey of where I've been and where I'm going. But you know, you've got to always you can't just think about your body as how can I look the best for my next holiday, and then that holiday comes and it goes, and you go on holiday and you come back seven or eight pounds heavier because actually you went on holiday and everything's went you know crazy and you drink all the wine under the sun and you eat all the tapas and there's nothing wrong with doing that but you know you've still got to have I'm going to say a bit of self-control as well and you come back and suddenly you're in that same position six seven pounds heavy and then you spend the next 12 weeks dieting to get that six seven pounds off for the next holiday 
and the cycle continues and then the next one oh and then it's Christmas and then it's like well I want to look better for Christmas and that's just this classic you know it's a classic yo-yo diet and people don't think they are but they are they're yo-yo dieters and it's not just females it's males as well and I see it with my own eyes but see it members of my family who have got holiday coming up I better cut back or I better start going out and doing some runs and you know, and, and it's just like, well, if you just got some stable habits in your life that you can consistently do every single day, whether you're in Dundee, Scotland, England, Spain, America, some things that you can just keep in is, you know, daily non-negotiables, eat more protein, drink more water, get plenty of colours, do some steps, you know, and if you can get a bit of exercise in, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. But if you can just focus on doing those things consistently over a long period of time, tell you your body will thank you in a year's time not just in eight to 12 weeks time 100 that was brilliant so so good i couldn't agree more and i actually did a reel the other day and i was like you know when was the last time that you weren't trying to diet and so many even of my own clients were like i was super triggered by that that's why i didn't even like it because it's just like that is me i cannot remember the last time that i wasn't doing some sort of blast and like you say it's cool but if there's these massive volatilities and fluctuations of like stone in shape stone out of shape two stone in shape two stone out of shape then like you say there's always a reason to diet there's always a reason to calorie deficit but if your standards habits routines like your baseline isn't where it needs to be via all the stuff you talked about if you've never put yourself in a maintenance phase if you've never put yourself in a building phase so actually to hear that uh yourself and emma have done building phase what's incredible like i can't remember the last uh, lady i spoke to that's gone through an intentional kind of muscle building phase then you're always just going to be chasing this carrot. And like you say, all it takes is flipping a few days in the sun with the sangria and the flipping patatas bravas. And it all comes on. And every time you go through that cycle, a lot of the time, if you're not resistant training hard, if you're not having high protein, you're, you're downgrading your metabolic rate every single time. So it actually becomes harder. So for you, because you've done things the right way, your comment is, can't fucking wait till I'm 41. Why? Yeah. Because you've got these habits and it, you, know, you, you, you can see where you can now go with your physique. But for a lot of people, all you hear is like, it's so much harder now that I'm in my, it's like, yes, because you've just wrecked your, you know, metabolic rate and your habits and your mindset these past 20 years. So what do you, what do you expect? So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, great. Wicked. Listen, Jen, let's wrap up for now and let's jump back on in a week or so's time and talk more about um, the, the kind of current situation, where things are at, how, how this was more challenging or at the very least different. And then uh, I think our, our viewers are going to get a lot of value from that as well. Superb. Brilliant. Looking forward to it already. Thanks so much for coming on. I'll speak to you soon. Ciao.